to Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the game preview show, 49ers versus Bengals. We're going to go over some key matchups. We're going to get in the picks, but we're also going to do some wow, that's bold predictions as well. I'm stunned, Ant. I'm, I'm stunned that we're going to be doing all of these things, but it's time. It's time for a huge Week 13 matchup. Hit the graphic. This is, Ant, this is a huge, huge week, week 13 matchup for the 49ers uh, with, right. the, with the Bengals. I mean, there's so many things at stake, so many things on the line, whether it's playoff positioning that you're jockeying for, uh, whether it's just pride, whether it's rebounding after, after a tough loss, um, you know, no matter what it is for the 49ers, you're trying to keep yourself not just relevant in the playoff conversation and the playoff picture, you're trying to keep yourself ahead, ahead of the curve ahead of this mediocre NFC bottom feeders of the division right now where everyone that is, you know, in that fifth, six, or excuse me, six, seven seed of the playoffs sitting right at about 500 or a game or two back of it. So if you're the 49ers, stay ahead of it. Don't fall victim and fall back into the muck with everybody else. Set yourself apart. Yeah, it's a week where the Washington football team has a tough game against the Cowboys. And Absolutely. that's the team that's right ahead of you for that spot with the same record. So if you can win and the football team is to lose, it puts you in a good position. Um, you have to continue to win just because there is distance in the cushion right now between you and the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles sitting at 6-7, and seven, one loss in the loss column, coupled with the fact that you own the tiebreaker because you defeated them in the second week of the season. So now you're sitting in a position where you're almost two games up on them um, because they have to not only catch you but pass you. So I think the 49ers know where their playoff hopes are, and their hopes are in winning football games that they should win. And they need to win at least three of the next five football games. But I think they would like to go on a little bit of a roll. They want to make this Seattle game feel like more like an outlier and not, you know, what was the norm for this team early on in the season. They got in their own way against the Seahawks. They need to get out of their way and handle the Bengals. And if they do, they're going to put themselves in prime position in this playoff hunt because the 49ers are, in fact, in a playoff push. And it doesn't matter if you get one, two, three, four, five, six, or the seventh seed. All that matters is that once you get in, you're playing the best football you can. Because we see teams every year that have played an entire, you know, it was 16, now it'll be 17 game season at a top level and then falter when they get into the playoffs. The Bengals, in fact, used to be one of those teams that would always make the playoffs and can never get that elusive playoff win. The 49ers have a resume, a pedigree as it would be under Kyle Shanahan that they know how what it takes to win playoff games. They know what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. But right now it's all about playoff push. It's all about fine tuning those things that they can do. And one of those things they need to do is to beat a team like the Bengals that is a very good team with formidable players on the outside on offense and a quarterback that's really good at pulling at pulling the trigger and pulling the strings. And they need to make sure they go in there and handle business. No matter if you're weakened, you still have to win these games. You do. You have to weak, You have to win these games. And, you know, being weakened is an, ex, an excuse un, under any means. Um, you know, you, you have the pieces. You have the people in-house. You have the personalities in-house. You have the minds in-house be able to pull this off and get this done. And you weren't the only team that's weakened. The Bengals are also weakened. They're dealing with injuries. Everyone in the league is dealing with injuries. So injuries at this point are they're non-starters. Um, you're professional athletes. The guys that you've signed to your roster are professionals. 
it's time to find a way to get it done. Whatever it is and whatever it takes, you need to get it done. Um, and, and it's going to be no easy feat and no easy task. You're going up against a very young and hungry and formidable wide receiving core with the Cincinnati Bengals, and you have questions at the cornerback room, left side and right side, and it doesn't matter where you are. Um, there are questions in the cornerback room. The only not question there is is K1 Williams. That's it. Uh, the rest of them, there are questions everywhere. So, you know, can the 49ers overcome those things? They're going to have to. The pass rush is going to have to help in, the, in those factors and those fashions as well. And the 49ers have to grow from last week and not shoot themselves in the foot and not make mistakes that are going to make things harder for the 49ers to do that and, and, you know, putting your defense on the field even more than they need to be. You have questions and I have answers, sir. I like it. Um, because when you say there's questions at the cornerback position, I say I know exactly what we're going to get. What we're going to get from Josh Norman is a lot of pulling, a lot of twisting, a lot of punching. And sometimes it's going to work out in our favor, and sometimes it's not. And what you're hopeful is the fact that this pass rush can get home a little bit early and prevent him from giving things away. Um, so you're hoping that that's what he can do. And then on the other side, you know what you're going to get from Dante Johnson is a very intelligent play. And from what I saw against the Seattle Seahawks, a very good play. He played very good against the Seattle Seahawks in those snaps that we saw, especially in the second half, where it looked like he was always in prime position and playing his roles at a high level. I'm optimistic about how he's going to play. One thing I'm excited about is it's a veteran that understands where he's supposed to be and what he's supposed to do. The question is going to be, can these safeties get over the top and help these guys when needed? And when can this offense work <laughs> to keep safeties back? Because they've been having to play guys in the box occasionally. Can the you know, reemergence of Fred Warner coming back from the injury and Aziz Alshair and the kind of the, you know, the, the coming up of Flanagan Foles and even you know, Marcel Harris being back in the Foles, can they stop the run with seven guys in the box? If they can and afford the 49ers the opportunity to keep these safeties over the top or to play the, the cover one robber look like they've been doing a lot lately, um, it could give the 49ers a good situation. The good thing that we do know is that they can also roll coverage to one side if, if needed and force someone else to beat them. Um, so I think we know exactly what we're going to get. The question is, is it going to be good enough uh, to beat the Cincinnati Bengals and their explosive offensive weapons? Because they have two good young receivers on the outside. Two very good young receivers on the outside in both T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, and a guy who operates very well in the slot in Tyler Boyd, uh, a very crafty tight end in Uzama. Um, <clears throat> the run game, though, is where it gets started. It, it truly, truly is, Ant. And, and the run game and being able to slow down Joe Mixon, things, th those things are key. They are. There's nothing more important than taking away a tool in Joe Burrow's tool chest taking that run game away, making it hard for him to be able to operate and do the things he wants to do in that run game and be able to turn around and just hand the ball off and not have to sling it. Um, yes, Joe Burrow can sling it, but what Joe Burrow has shown is that not only can he sling it, he can also make mistakes, misreads, and uh, hold on to the football a little bit too long. And also the pinky, yeah, you don't, you don't want to have... You mean to tell me they don't want to have to throw the ball 40 times, Ant? Uh, I would think not. Yeah, I don't think they really want to get into... I don't think the 49ers want to get into a gun-slinging battle with the Cincinnati Bengals either. Um, but we Touché. don't know what is going to come of, of Joe Burrow's finger. I did watch a lot of that football game. And and Burrow struggled a little bit after the injury. You could see him constantly pulling on it. As somebody that has a similar injury to their pinky at one point, it makes it extremely difficult to grip a football. It does make the ball come out weird. You'll probably see him keep his finger off the ball during this football game. And will that change the way you know the ball comes off? 100%. Uh, yeah, 100% will. And he threw two interceptions in that game. So will that be a big you know, thorn in his side, ultimately, it could be. Uh, absolutely. It, it absolutely could be. And the fact that he was DNPing at the start of the week in practice is not necessarily a good sign that he's going to be not only 100%, but is comfortable doing things with the football. Because if he was limited practicing at the beginning of the week, you'd feel 
better if you're a Bengals fan and if you're a Bengals coaching staff and if you're Joe Burrow about you know your ability to not only grip the football but sling the football. Uh, the fact that he DNP'd early in the week, Ant, is probably a sign that he's not 100% comfortable. He's not 100% healthy. And if you're the 49ers, okay, slow down that run game. Don't let that be a crutch for this kid, this young kid. Make him go out and tough this out through this. Make this kid show that he is not just an elite talent, but you know someone that is going to change the fortunes of the Bengals for the next 20 years. Um, you know, can he be that? Absolutely. He has all the talent in the world and he's got the pieces and the weapons around him, but the O-line isn't healthy either, which allows for opportunities for this D-line to get after Joe Burrow and cause havoc and wreck havoc and it's all over, all over the, uh, I guess the line of scrimmage is the best way to put it for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, it does. And I have a lot of questions about Joe Burrow. Is he going to be under center? Or is he going to be in shotgun a lot because of the finger? Mm. Um, could it be hard to, you know, take a snap? I don't know, but that leads us straight into my offensive key matchup. Um, which is the 49ers pass rush against the Bengals offensive line. I think I think you meant their or your defensive key matchup. My defensive key matchup. I got Thank you. you. I got wow. you. Wow. That would have been a blunder. That would have been. But look at that, Ed. It's all it's saved. It's all about Burrow down. Yeah, it's the 49ers <laughs> pass rush against the Bengals offensive line. And yes, it's a defensive key matchup. It's accurate. Um I'm, I was playing complimentary football with my mind. It's <laughs> not my words. Uh, it didn't work out for me, but in this matchup, it is going to be about getting after Joe Burrow, getting him uncomfortable, making him see things that he doesn't want to see. And this pass rush early on against Russell Wilson got after it. We've seen a course correct from the Seattle Seahawks where they went from um, deep passes and deep routes to everything underneath. Uh, are, is Joe Burrow going to be able to do that? Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to go first read every single time, get the ball out. Are they going to be willing to scheme that type of offense? Um, you have these young guys on the outside. Um, whether that's you know Chase or Higgins, they're going to want to get the ball in their hands down the field and, and make big plays. That's what they're about. And in those situations, you need time. And if you have to have that time, uh, that means you're going to have Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, and those guys getting after you. So I think this could be a big opportunity for the 49ers to get after him, get after him early, may, force him into some mistakes, and hopefully cause him to feel uncomfortable throughout the game. He's already going to be dealing with the mindset that he's got the pinky there as well. Um, so get after him, affect the pinky, affect him, and just make him feel uncomfortable the entire game. A hundred percent. A hundred percent agreed. That's what you have to do. You have to make Joe Burrow not only feel uncomfortable, but put the, put the onus of the game on, on his hands, on his literal hands. Um, he needs to throw the football. He needs to be throwing the football with pressure in his face. He needs to be throwing the football um, you know, w with coverages all, all about and plenty and him having to read the field which is why my key matchup kind of builds off of yours. And, and Ant, that's, it's all about D'Amico Ryan's disguising that coverage. <laughs> ba, 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 na, na. The disguising of the coverage for D'Amico Ryan's has been a strength of his all season long, and it's no more important than it is this week. Joe Burrow dealing with hand stuff, with injuries. Yes, D'Amico Ryan's is going to scheme up ways to load that box up, take away you know those running lanes and running opportunities. And hopefully get Joe Burrow out of you know this check down check mentality of let's check to a run or check down in space and instead second guessing what he's seeing. Oh my gosh, what what is this? Oh, oh my gosh, I got cover two. Oh wait, it's cover one. Rob. Uh, and the minute he starts second guessing what he's seeing, you know, holding onto that football a little bit, double clutching a little bit, the more frantic he's going to come be going to be. And the few the times that he starts taking some some big shots, and I mean big shots, and like we saw Russell Wilson take a couple this last week. You know, the the more the more this young quarterback who's already been through an ACL injury in his rookie campaign, who's dealing with a hand thing, the more the less likely it is that he's going to want to hold on to the football 
and the more likely it is he's going to start throwing, even if his eyes are telling him not to, and that means mistakes. Yeah, 100%. I, I think that you can force him into some, some mistakes, especially if you take away his first read. Um, the one thing that I got out of watching the film was that he didn't like to come away from his, you know, his first side, his front side, whatever he was looking he, at. He is a one-two guy. Yeah, he He's... was a one-two guy. He wasn't really going to the other side, um, which means if you can locate by formation and personnel grouping what that front side is going to be, you can take it away and then make him feel a little bit of panic as this pass rush gets after him. So our key matchups actually work together, um, which is nice. If you symbiotic. Take, yeah, if you take away the first read and, and you really disguise things, or he has to think for a second. Anytime you're thinking on the football field, um, the old the old saying is you you know you think you're dead. Yep. Um, and that's one of those things you don't have that opportunity. Maverick said it in Top Gun. That's true. Um, you just got to go off instinct. And sometimes when you're thinking and you don't recognize what you see, they can get after you. And I think these are going to be opportunities for Nick Bosa to get after him. Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me. Yeah, talk to me, Goose. Talk to me. Uh, look, you're you're right. Our our matchup, our key matchups are simpatico, and um, they they work together. They're connected. Yeah. Um, and and there's. A reason for that and that is joe burrow is the key piece that can make this whole offense crumble and if the offense crumbles then you're putting onus on a defense that is also hampered by injuries as well and dealing with stuff um but their defense is going to be coming after the 49ers in a big way this is a team that already loads the box up and they're already a team that likes to load up jimmy garoppolo mentioned that and brought that up in his presser when they asked him you know you know tell us about this bengals defense like what like how they do like yeah like wh what about them like what are you worried about it and he's like well they they're not healthy 100% right now, and they like to load the box. They load the line. They try, you know, try and muck things up, um, which means if you're going to try and run the football heavy, you got to be very creative. But will the 49ers do that? Uh, will the 49ers try and establish a heavy run game with the potential injuries and the non-existent play of potential Elijah Mitchell, who may not be on the field? you got Jeff Wilson dealing with a knee. You have Ryan Hill that's signed to the practice squad and at this point may be activated. And, but even if he's not activated... Um, you know, we're called up right now. I mean, there's not a lot of potential running options for the 49ers. They're going to try and run the ball in some way, shape, or form. But is this going to be a similar game plan to what we've seen from the 49ers in the past? I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to go out there and help win this football game. I think they're going to have to, you know, get after it with the pass. Um, these loaded boxes, you know, you're not going to consistently be able to run and beat all these loaded boxes, um, depending on what personnel they have. If they have really good personnel, like... You know, the, the Seahawks had at the linebacker position with Bobby Wagner, mm -hmm. um, then you're going to have some struggles. So you've got to go in there, and Jimmy's going to have to win the football game. This is not 2019. There's not Raheem Mostert. Um, you don't have that weapon. What you have to do is find ways to, you know, stretch this out. And the way you're going to stretch a defense is by, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo taking advantage of those situations that he's going to be afforded. There's open receivers all over the place in the Seattle game. He found some of them. In this game, he's going to have to go out there with the mindset that, you know, I'm a, I'm a slinger. I'm a gunslinger. I'm going to have to go find these players. I'm going to have to trust my eyes, trust my instincts, and go for it. Um, don't go with preconceived notions, but go with what I see once the play has started. Yes, pre-snap reads are important because they give you an idea. But once you get out there, trust your eyes, trust what you see, and take advantage, and make these Bengals get out of the loaded box. And if, if he does that, I think he'll have an opportunity. Agreed with you. I think if you want to have any hope of running the football, Jimmy has to deal. Um, and he can't make mistakes. Um, you cannot turn the ball over. You cannot be making huge errors and, you know, basically incentivizing the Bengals to load the box because, all right, well, he's going to keep making some mistakes. So, I mean, we can live with him, you know, driving down the field three or four times. Like, we can we can live with that. I mean, just hold him to a couple field goals and we'll be, you're in the game. You're, you're yeah. fine. It's 13, whatever. You know, it's 13, however many we've scored. 
Um, so if you're the Bengals, yeah, that's that's what you're trying to do. And if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, that's what you're going to need to do. And I, Kyle knows this. Kyle knows Ant. He's going to have to scheme it up. And that's why my key matchup is Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Blunders. Did I do that, Jimmy? No, don't do that. Uh, don't pre. Did I do that? Did I do that? No, don't do that, Jimmy Garoppolo. No, no blunders. No big boo boo airs. No questions in the press conference afterwards about how is there a play you wish you could have back? No, I don't want any plays back because I was perfect. I was damn near perfect, and darn near it. I I don't make no mistakes. Not this week. That's the Jimmy Garoppolo we need. We need, like you said, gunslinger Jimmy Garoppolo, confident Jimmy Garoppolo, the Jimmy Garoppolo that is comfortable throwing the ball into tight windows, but not every throw wants to be a tight window throw. He takes sometimes what the defense gives him. He attacks the defense at other times. We need Jimmy Garoppolo operating at his peak. Um, and I think I think we have a chance to see that. And one reason, and one reason only, and it's that Jimmy's back is now back up against the wall because after this last performance, the calls for Trey Lancer heightening yet again. The, the pressure on Jimmy is, is mounting. He's feeling like he let his team down. Kyle Shanahan getting on him on the sideline. Uh, the team is behind him 100%. But Jimmy knows that he has to be better if, if this team is going to have success long-term. And so J a Jimmy Garoppolo who's back against the wall is a Jimmy Garoppolo who we've seen play at a high level. I think I think Jimmy is just going to artificially find a way the rest of the year to manage to put his back up against the wall, Ant, so that he feels at, at all times like every pass could be my last. Yeah, he's got to go out there and he's going to handle business. And I think that there's going to be opportunities for him to get the ball um, to his receivers and, and, you know, allow them to make some plays. He's going to have to go out there with this game, you know, kind of on his back. And I think he feels more comfortable in those situations. He's, he, I think he's a little bit better when he knows he's going to be a, a, a bigger part of the game plan than he ultimately is in some of these run game um, games because I think it brings up questions and things that he needs to handle. Um, so I think the 49ers are going to get after it that way. Um, but one of the things they're going to have to do, and this is my key matchup, is they're going to have to defeat a loaded box. It's going to be the 49ers offense against a loaded box of Bengals. And how they do that is, is a big part of it. And one of the big ways you're going to do that is by throwing an early downs. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to get the ball out, get it to his receivers, um, let them make plays, let them run after the catch. I think if he does that, it's going to create the Bengals a situation where they need to drop someone out, only bring seven in the box, and then the 49ers can get to this run game. So it's going to be an inverse attack than what it's been in the, in the last few weeks where the attack was all about getting the ball into the running back's hands, you know, 35, 40 times, and then letting Jimmy Garoppolo convert on third down. This time it's going to be about letting Jimmy Garoppolo convert early on early downs, and then this run game getting it going later in the game and really cinching this thing down. So the defense is going to have to play on lock as well um, because there's not going to be as many long drives in this game. I think drive time of possession is going to go down a little bit as the 49ers attack through the passing game. Yep. 100% agreed. That's that's what I feel it's going to be. Um and, and you know what? I'm okay. I'm all, I'm all good with it. Me too. I'm all good with it. It's what needs to happen this week. The depletions at the running back game, even if you get Elijah Mitchell back, he's not going to be 100%. Uh, you don't want to have to hand the ball off to that guy 25 times. Uh, let's try and light, lighten the load a little bit this week for the running back core. Jimmy, step up in a big way. But that also means receivers consistently winning. Uh, we saw it yeah. last week. We've seen it the last few weeks, and Kyle's done a great job of putting guys in positions to win, and guys are winning. So that's huge, whether it's Charlie Warner or Trent Shurfield. We saw it across the board. Charlie Charlie Warner was wide open 
on one of them, the All-22 film, we were kind of like, uh... Well, we did get to George Kittle for a first down, so... Got it. Yeah, it was a big completion. Yeah. Um, if Jimmy had maybe a little bit more time, it's maybe a touchdown, uh, but it would have been a touchdown with a lot of time left on the clock, and then we would have found ourselves... Oh, no, Charlie Warner wasn't getting a touchdown. He's getting ran down for behind. Like Quandre Diggs? Yeah. It's a good chance. Yeah. It's a good chance that... Uh, but look, the bold week for the 49ers. You gotta be bold. And in order to be bold, Ant, you gotta be willing to step out on that ledge, which we do each and every week when we give you our Wow That's Bold predictions... And it's time. It's time for Wow, That's Really Bold. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, man. It's bold, Ant. It's really bold time. And I, I got to be on the screen here because I need, I need to see your face. Okay. <clears throat> My offensive Wow, That's Bold. Mm -hmm. For the I'm San Francisco excited. 49ers. In week 13 versus the Bengals. I would say drum roll, please, but our editor is standing by. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Editor was not standing by. Jimmy Garoppolo going to throw for 335 yards and four touchdowns. How many passes is he going to throw? I did not specify that. I didn't want to go with the specifics, but 335 yards and four touchdowns. Okay, so over or under 30 passes. I'm going to say over. Okay. Uh, that's important because the whole Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't win if he throws over 30 passes. Ooh. So that would be a big. So I, I love that from you. Okay. You're, you're welcome. Um, my wow that's bold is going to kind of feed into yours. Even oh. though we didn't really talk about what ours was. That's true. We um, did not. No. My wow that's bold is that Brandon Ayuk is going to have over 100 yards in this game and two touchdowns. Oh, so so the Madden Sim got it 100% accurate. Yeah. I think they had it for what? 124 and two tutties, I think is what the Madden Sim had? I don't know. I don't even remember. I, I, think, just know, I think it was something along those lines. I just lines. know Brian Ayuk is going to have over 100 yards in two times. It wasn't because he was throwing a fit in the Ultimate 2 film, was it? No. I think it's because no. you were going to find him open a lot. Oh, because Debo Samuel back in the well, line. George Kittle just had almost 200 yards receiving. So yeah, teams are not going to let that not gonna let that happen. Yeah. Angles are like, well, I don't know if we can win the football we're game. We're going to have to stop that Kittle guy. He's pretty good, you know. <laughs> he is. I mean, he's, he's pretty solid. Yeah. He's pretty solid. But defensively, defensively, Defense is going to have a, a, a large task ahead of them. And what's your defensive while that's bold? My defensive while that's bold is that Dante Johnson is not going to give up a single touchdown. Whoa. What, not one? Not one. Not one. Are the Bengals never going to be in the red zone in this scenario? Or I don't know, but he's not going to give up the touchdown. Holy shnikes, dude. Yeah. That is extremely bold. I, I don't think there's a We're single. extremely nuanced. Gosh darn you, Jay Hill. Gosh darn you, Jay Hill, with your words of the day on face-off. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a single member of the cutback crew that would have gone there, Ant. That's make impressive. It, make it so. That's impressive. Yeah. I, I didn't go that bold. I went bold, but not that bold. Uh, Fred Warner is back. He's 100%, Ant. He was basically probably close to 100% last week, too, but they were safe. It's fine. Um, Fred Warner is going to come back in a big way. Azish stepped up in a huge way. And it's going to create opportunities for Fred Warner. And Fred's going to capitalize on two sacks and an interception. Ooh. I was going to go pick six, but I didn't want to go stupid bold. So I just went with a pick. So pick and two sacks for Fred Warner in a, in a game in which it's going to be vitally necessary with your secondary, you know, hampered and, and injured. Fred Warner is going to add to the front force pressure and get two sacks of his own. I love it. Yeah, I hope he does. Um, if DJ doesn't give up uh, a touchdown and Fred Warner comes up with those plays, 49ers are getting a victory. In very accurate, Ant. It's, it's very accurate. Um, you know what's not bold, Ant? Predicting that the 49ers will peanut punch the football out at this point. 
because they've basically done it every week since Josh Norman was brought in. Hundred percent, yeah. And they're all about getting the ball on the ground now. You just see, you just see guys out there wielding a iron fist for real towards footballs. To Josh Norman on one of the goal line plays, but actually the play before the fumble, coming in from the cornerback spot on the on the right side of the field, comes flying in with a left hand into oh, the yeah. pile, just trying body shots. Yeah, he's just dirty. It. I mean, I I like the aggressiveness. I love it. Yeah, and I'll you know what? It. Ever since ever since uh, it got called into question with the foreigners could create turnovers. They've been creating turnovers at a, at a high level. A butt ton. Yeah. A butt ton. And it needs to stay this week as well. Defense, get it taken care of. Uh, get that done and make our wild that's bolds come true. Uh, DJ, no touchdowns. And Fred, big interception, two big sacks, and hopefully some other turnovers as well. Uh, but Ant, from bold predictions, it's time to get a little more serious, a little more dialed in and focused. Wait, this is serious? I mean, yes. <laughs> Maybe uh, it's as serious as we're going to get about picks in the NFC and, and the NFC West. So there's, there's that. So yeah, yeah. Serious. Uh, it's time for one of my favorite segments. Uh, the Azorian one, always a good time. It's time for all of us, including the cutback crew to make their picks. Time for lock it up. One, it all came down to one game, one game away from being two-time Mr. Four and O. One game, one game, the one yard line, pretty much, and just couldn't do it, just couldn't there's a lot we can say about that game a lot we can say but you know what here's the thing here's the good thing for me anyway for me i went three and one three and one which has now put me tied on top of the mountain with alex the two of us eye to eye toe to toe at the very peak and what we got? What three weeks left? It's getting uh, it's getting a little crowded at the top of that mountain. It's about time that someone gets knocked off that mountain. So, without further ado, it is week fourteen in the NFC West, and here are my picks. For week 14 in the NFC West, once again featuring one special game. So my picks this week are the Cowboys over Washington, the Seahawks over the Texans, Seahawks, the Cardinals over the Rams, and of course, the Niners over the Bengals. Those are my picks for this week's Lock It Up. Top of the mountain, tied. But Alex. <laughs> oh, it's going to be nice to say, Alex, I'm better than you. And you know it. 
prodigal son has returned. It's locking up time with... It's it's the whole gun back. It's, it's the whole... The gang's back. Why didn't anyone tell me this beforehand? Back. Better than... It's true. It is. It's back. It is better than ever, man. Everything is. Of course, uh, everyone's been missing you. What you know? You, you gonna tell everyone what's up? Yeah. Um. I went on a trip around the world. Oh. Wow. Not really. Oh no, it wasn't. We're dealing with some health issues, folks. I'm back a little bit. Good to see everyone. Nice to be back. I'm okay. excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. The only thing that would have made this better is if Horst had actually stayed in first place, and we would have had a three-way tie. Going into this week. Is that what it is, Alex? You like three-way? He's been trying to have a three-way with me for oh, years. Come, oh, come on! <laughs> it's already started. He's been in the studio for ten minutes, really. Look at that. It's just bumping fists already. All right, fine. You know what? Better, kind of better than bumping ugly. Uh, I walked yeah. right. I literally walked yeah. right into that one. Wait, All right. Actually, it's not better than it's, bumping it's not, uglies. It's, but... it's definitely not bumping uglies. Uh, look, <laughs> Lock It Up is here. Azorian One has already made his pick. So we, we've seen that. We all know where he's going with this. But we got the Cowboys versus the Washington football team. Woo! A very big matchup for the 49ers in a, in a variety of ways. Um, number one, you're tied with the Washington football team. They currently sit above you. And uh, number two, in the NFC East, you know, this is kind of a big deal. If Washington can get this win, they get themselves a little bit closer. Ant, let's start with you. Mm -hmm. Lock it up. You, you saw what Steve's went with. He, he chose the Cowboys. Where are you going with this? Well, this is a big game because the Cowboys are trying to, you know, prevent Washington from getting even close to the division. They haven't been playing great, but they've been playing good enough to squeak out games. Exactly. The football team has been coming out of nowhere lately. Um, they had the big win over Seattle. You know, and then they continue to just to win, but they win ugly. Uh, so I think that this is going to come down to the end. I think this is going to be a very interesting game. But I got the boys rolling in this one. Not really rolling, but getting a win in this one. 24-20. Uh, to 20. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> oh, my. Right now... I feel if I there is no mascot head for the football team. That's Anthony. true. It's just a big W. It's a giant football. Sorry, That's I don't have a giant. What if it was a cutout of just like an entire team? <laughs> they should have their team picture on the side of their. There helmet. you go. I like that. No, I think right now the Washington football team is playing better football than the Cowboys. Uh, as right. much as I actually, um, I hate to admit it, want Dallas to win to help the Niners a little bit in the wild card. I think. That Washington's defense has really been clicking. Um, Heineke's kind of got the offense rolling. They're scrappy. They really follow their coach, Ron Rivera. They play Ron Rivera football. You know, old riverboat Ron over there. And I see Washington finding a way to win this game. They have more heart than the Cowboys. And the closer you get to the end of the season, the less I trust the Cowboys. That's fair. shocking that a team from Washington hurt. Miles and miles of heart. Miles and miles of heart. Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised by this pick. You've actually gone Washington a couple times, and it actually paid dividends for you the last time you picked him, Horse. Um, the cutback crew is I know words, too. It is. They're, they're hopping on that train with you, 66% of them going with the Washington football team as well. Um, I, however, am, am, am not. I'm just not there. Um, and it's for one reason and one reason only. is The Washington football team in three of their, their last three games have all been stupidly close. I mean, one possession, one thing changing and going a different direction. Um, and the Cowboys have a lot of talent offensively. They have guys getting healthy. And in all honesty, uh, uh, a not healthy Ezekiel Elliott, I think actually might be better for the Dallas Cowboys. Tony Pollard has wow. been playing outside of his mind. Outside of his mind for this Cowboys team the last few weeks. Uh, I think it's actually going to be an injection into the run game and the explosiveness <laughs> with what they can do in the pass game. 
And I think you're going to have a, a Cowboys win. I don't know if it's going to be de- like decisive, but I think the Cowboys are probably going to run away with this thing 31-24. Question. You're either of Tony Pollard or Scott Pollard right now. Uh, definitely Tony Pollard. Definitely depends Tony on Pollard. if Shaquille O'Neal's playing. If that's also true. If Shaq is on the court, you get <laughs> Scott Pollard's fouling out and literally and getting, three trips. getting swung at the back of his head. That, that also probably, probably going to happen. Uh, so look, three three people going with the Cowboys, two going with the Washington football team. Although the TCC, I don't think, is as confident as you are, Horst, in that pick, and that's that's a okay because up next on the docket is a huge NFC West matchup, not as big as the 49ers game against the Bengals, uh, but it's still pretty important. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, with two losses on the season, have the Arizona Cardinals, um, excuse me, the Los Angeles Rams, excuse me, coming to their home in Arizona to face off here. Uh, the Steves, the Azorian one is going with the Rams. Horst, who are, who are you going with? Are you an Arizona stand this week, or are you uh, thinking the Rams are going to finally put something together here? This week, I think the Cards are going to break the trend. I take the Cardinals over the Rams. The Cardinals, kind of like the same reason I picked Washington, are playing better football right now than the Rams. Um, the Rams did beat up on the Jaguars, but I think my grandma could beat up on the Jaguars. I'm not that impressed. Wow, your grandma must be a bad. She <laughs> is. I'll show you a picture of her with the black eye. Stop, we can put my it up. Mom will shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I really think the Rams are going to struggle with Kyler Murray and company. Um, their defense has not been playing up to its standard, and it feels like the more pieces they add, the worse the Rams play. Um, their offense look, does not look like they have the same rhythm they had early in the year. I don't know if that's because of losing Robert Woods or what the deal is. They did finally get their run game going last week, but I just think the Cardinals are a better overall football team right now and playing better as well. I would say Cardinals 34, Rams 20. Ooh, I like that score there. I like that score there from the horse. Um, but Ant, where are you at? I, I mean, I, I can see Arizona. Yeah, you, you, you can see I'm going for the Cardinals. And uh, the reason I'm going for the Cardinals, number one, is this is in Arizona. Hey, are you going for the Cardinals? I'm trying to go for the Cardinals, but you're interrupting me. Oh, so I, I, it's hard for me to be an Arizona Cardinal fan on this one, but um, I'm trying. Red Sea, rise up. Um, anyways, uh, I think that the Cardinals are, are going to do just enough to win this game, but I think it's ultimately going to be razor thin close because the Rams know they have to play you know, for their lives because you got the football team, you got the 49ers right behind them. The 49ers still have a game with them, and they do not want the 49ers to inch within a game because if they do... That is an opportunity where the 49ers, for some reason, play the Rams better than anyone else, and they can beat them. And if they do, then they you know take their spot in the playoffs. That's the difference between a five seed and playing the NFC East in the first round or playing one of the Bays, whether that's Tampa Bay or Green Bay. And I think Arizona is getting healthy. Kyler Murray is finally getting back. And they ultimately want that first round you know, bye. They want to be able to play at home all throughout the playoffs. So I think Arizona gets it done, but I think it's razor close. I'm saying 23-20. I like that score. That's a, that's a good score. And and Horst, I, I can easily see it going that way as well, especially if the Rams continue to play the way they've played, which has been bad. Um, the cutback crew agrees with the both of you, 68% and the Azorian one. Um, I don't, though. Um, and it's for one reason, and it's because of the run game. Um, I feel shocked. The, the run game got going, and McVay found something with Sony Michelle. Is that going to be the something going forward? You're on the Sony Michelle bandwagon. I'm not on the Sony Michelle bandwagon, but he figured out something that Daryl Henderson has not done yet. Come on over. I don't want to come, come on over. Come on over, baby. I don't want to do that. Best just back in L.A. since Gurley. 
<laughs> preemie, yes. You're, you're, I mean, he he had himself one heck he of a football game. He wasn't a preemie. Uh, no, preemie. Oh, pre preemie. Preemie for 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 girly. Oh, oh. Yeah, the reason why, like, I, he, that felt like it was an unnecessarily unnecessary shot at girly there. Totally. I don't know when he was born. <laughs> Okay. Well, look, I, I don't know where he was born either, but I do know one thing. If the Rams can continue doing that, they have a lot of things going for them right now. They're extremely desperate, um, not just to get a win, but to stay relevant. Um, stay relevant in the playoff picture. True. A win this week puts them in a category, um, not only of being in a better position, it only puts them a game back of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, at one game and yeah. you know the head-to-heads are very close so for the rams this is a huge week i think it's very important for them i think they know that i think they're gonna come out in a big way also uh history favors me here the rams have owned this matchup between the two teams um over the last i think it's eight or uh, nine or ten matchups mm -hmm. the rams only have a handful of losses i think it's two losses um so the rams could very easily turn this around in the right way you're right i see this thing going for the rams 28 to 27 wow that's really close yeah Wow. Literally razor's thin. Yeah. Better send some uh, crumble cookies to the Rams. <laughs> hey, you know what? Send them to somebody. Don't send yeah. them to don't send them to Evan. No, I want I want the I want well, yeah, I want the Cardinals to win. That's better for the 49ers. It's definitely better for the 49ers. Yeah. I actually hope I'm so wrong. Does this on mean this. you're anti 49ers? No, it just means I hope that I'm wrong. And you, I, you pick to win, but you hope you're wrong. Correct. Just admit it kind of sounds like fantasy in Just admit you hate Basically. the 49ers right now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm just they're the worst. Yeah. It's they're, okay, homers. We're homers here. <laughs> we're, we're all homers. Uh, up next, though, the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. They have themselves quite a matchup. They really do. I know. They got themselves the Houston Texans and everything wonderful. That is the Houston Texans. Which is the game. I think the biggest it's, question is, is it Tyrod or Tyrod? Uh, that's a it, great... It, it's benched. Is what it is. I mean... You're not wrong in their answer. Yeah. I also found it very funny that the minute we said the Houston Texans, big yikes popped up on the screen. Yeah. Because that's that's kind of what they are. Do you think the Texans doctor has asked to see Tyrod Taylor? Mm. It's an almost guaranteed way to, to get him off the field. Do you think <laughs> that they tried to send him to Deshaun Watson's massage therapist mm. to get rid of him? Well, that's a problem, Horse. You think there's one. There's multiples. <laughs> there's a lot of options there. There's nothing wrong with spreading yourself around. Oh, Jesus Christmas. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. The Seattle Seahawks have themselves a, a, a not very good matchup with the Tennessee with the Tennessee Titans. The Houston Texans. Yeah. Um Tennessee Tornadoes. The, the Tennessee Tornadoes. Steve's. Steve's has absolutely this is flying off the rails for long enough. A Steve's has gone with surprisingly the Seattle Seahawks. Um I also am going with the Seattle Seahawks wow. in a big way. Um only because the, the Texans kind of Wait a minute. Did did the cutback crew pick? They did. Cutback crew, you're being haters right now. Fifty three percent picked the Texans. Wow, Ant, I'm a little stunned by that. I kind of like that. I, I I like the the. Salty. I admire the loyalty. <laughs> I, I only, do as I only well. like it because now I have an opportunity to be ahead of the cutback crew. And <laughs> <That's true. laughs> That's very true, Ant. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna go with this score. The final score of this game being something along the lines of like thirty four to like seventeen. Yeah, I do like uh, Davis Mills. Um, you know, dangerous Davis Mills. Um, I think he woke up feeling dangerous. I, I think he does every single day. I mean, with a name <laughs> like Davis, you almost have to. Um, and you know, I think this guy is going to get it going, but not enough. I, I think Seattle, even though they're not that great of a football team, they still have weapons on the outside. Russ seems to be getting more healthy. The more healthy Russ gets, 
um, the better. Um, they lost their defensive end, so that means they lost the liability and coverage, which is it's probably a good thing for Seattle. They'll probably play better now, um, so that's good. Um, so I think that Seattle will win this football game, which you obviously know because it's up there already. Um, but I think Seattle handles business 27-14. to 14. Oh, okay. I like it. Going to be honest. You don't remember picking the season. Outside of Brandon Cooks and Davis Mills, maybe Laramie Tunsil. Is he still on the Texans? He's still on the Texans, but I, I think he's hurt. I don't know many players on the Texans. Fair. Um, they're not good at football. Accurate. I think Seattle wins big. I, I don't care what the score wow. is. Wins I, big. I think we see the resurrection of Adrian Peterson. Okay. He's going to drop at least 25 yards on him. Oh. <laughs> going to be nuts. Yeah. I don't know what the score is going to be, but I, I'm picking Seattle by a good 14. Well, Horse, I'm going to raise you a little bit because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and call the Adrian Peterson actually has a plus 25-yard run in this game. Oh, whoa. Who's going to get it all in one carry? Well, hey... <laughs> No Zach Cunningham, I think, either. They, they, they just... Yeah, they're trying him. to open it up for Adrian yeah. Peterson. Trying to make it easier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, what's the point? Uh, there ain't no playoffs in your hope. Let's let's get closer to the first-round pick. Uh, you plan on trading Deshaun Watson for multiple first-round picks. But if we could have, like, four, you know, like, that are really close... Dang. That'd be great. You just call the Jets. They have two first-round picks right they, there. They do. Yeah, they're like, and oh. a bald coach. That's... I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I, I'm going to think about it. It's facts. It's, it is facts. It's about as factual as facts can be. Uh, last but not least, the most important game on the docket mm-hmm. here on the 49ers Cutback, unless you're a horse thinking that I'm not a homer um, and not a 49ers fan, uh, in which in that case, I, I just I can't help you mm-hmm. at all. Uh, the 49ers traveling to Paul Brown Stadium to take on those Cincinnati Bengals. And this is the Bengals, folks. This isn't the Bungles. Um, they have had some bungling moments, but for the most part, They've been playing pretty sound, including whipping Big Ben a few weeks ago, yeah. all up and down the football field. Um, not not good for Big Ben and the Steelers, but good for the Cincinnati Bengals. And back around the horn to you, my guy. How do you see this game playing out? Uh, Steve's obviously, mm-hmm. he's staying faithful to the Bay, staying faithful to the 49ers. Where are you at? Well, the first thing I thought was, what do Tigers dream of when they're taking a little Tiger snooze? They dream of mauling zebras or Halle Berry in their Catwoman suit. Um, I dreamed of mauling zebras last week. But I think the 49ers are going to come back in a huge way, and they're going to take care of the Bengals. Back over 30 points. I've broken Alex. Um, it's going to be 34-24 to 24, uh, San Francisco over the Bengals. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, Kyle Shannon's about to be, you just might as well call him Joe Exotic. Um, he's the Tiger King this week. Nice. Nice. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I, I can't top that. I can't do anything else. I mean, other than just, that was great. You just, can't top it, but I'm about to try. All right, let's hear it. Let's see you got. So the Bengals roll into town with Macaulay Culkin's little brother, Joe Burrow. Ooh, <laughs> solid reference. They got Joe, hide your girlfriend, Mixon. Okay. They're coming in. They're setting the bar high. I think the Niners, are, I think the Niners up front on both sides of the ball are a little too much for them. Um, the Bengals' defensive front, especially their linebacking core, is not great against the run. We all know that's what the 49ers do, is run the ball. I believe they lost a linebacker, too, to injury. They did. So right now, I would say the Niners hold a big advantage up front, and I think they're going to get their run game going early. I think they'll get Jimmy out on the play-action rollouts, and I think they'll get a couple deep balls You know, to Ayuk, Piddle. They'll get it going. I, th- I have the 49ers ma- winning by uh, 
10, probably 31-21. Nice. I had 10 as well. Well done, sir. I, I like that, Horst. I, I do like that. On the cutback crew, 81% oh, answer. So, so they've been shaking a little bit. Last year, our last couple weeks has been over 90. So. It's been not 90 plus. Yeah. Now, we're, now we're down in the Confidence 80s. Confidence is shook. Or are there more people voting now? I don't know. A little bit so of both. There ain't no such thing as halfway crooked. There ain't no sunshine. And she's gone? Yeah. Yeah, that's accurate. Uh, look, I, I, I'm in the same boat as you guys. I'm not going to go with the witty banterness because you guys, uh, I mean, you, you knocked it both out of the park. So there's really nothing left for me to talk about other than the, the Niners are going to get after Joe Burrow and the pinky. They're going to make him uh, feel like it. That. They're going to make him feel it in a big way. And they're going to put pressure all on the Cincinnati Bengals team. I think that's going to open up some things, allow them to get the running game going. And I agree. I think I, I think technically both of you, I agree with both of you, because both of you said 30-plus for the 49ers. I think it's going to be 30-plus as well. In fact, it's going to be 40-plus. Ooh. 42. 28. San Francisco. Oh, that's some, high scoring. Sometimes a well-placed pinky can bring excitement. Now, before we get out of Lock It Up, Alex, you, you no field goals in that game. No. Not a single one. Okay, that's impressive. I, I kind of like that. Red zone offense at its optimum. Uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's all how about... many touchdowns are in the red zone and how many are from further out? Uh, I would say for the 49ers, most of them are in the red zone. I'd say all but probably like one or two. You're going to make Alex get really specific. Yeah, he's making me go specifics. Yeah. He remembers. He remembers that I like the specificness with the boldness. Um, but I, I think I, I think if there's one team that has big like home run play potential, any snap, it's the Bengals. I think we'd all agree on that. Uh, compared to the 49ers? Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, what they do, they like to take long shots down the field, um, try to get it to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Um, and they got Boyd as well. I mean, they, they got some weapons over there, and they, they, um, they can be dangerous. And then you couple that with Mixon. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think their skill positions are a problem, but the Niners um, up front, I think, are too much for them, especially defensively. The Bengals, if their line was a little bit better, would be a whole lot scarier of a team. Because, unfortunately, in most games when they play solid defenses, Burrow's running for his life most of the game. True. If, if they were better up front, they'd be a problem because their, their set of skill positions is nice. Uh, Horace, wondering what you think about this because it seems that the 49ers are going to have some injuries at the running back position. And, and the way that the Bengals have been kind of loading the box, do you think the 49ers are going to continue to try to pound that rock? Or do you think this is a game where they open it up and... And kind of let Jimmy try to um, win this game early. You know, I wouldn't be shocked to see him come out with a lot of um, stretch play action and try to get the ball deep early to back him off. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's what it would work. If I, would, if I was designing the game plan, that's what I would come out doing. Mm -hmm. But obviously for that to be successful more than a couple times, you do have to get the stretch zone game going on the ground. So it's all going to be about that. I would get behind Big Trent over there and be trying to hit those runs to the left. But I think that um, I do think they're going to open it up a little bit this week. I think they're going to have to because at this point, teams are daring them to do that. Yeah. And they're going to have to to win games against good teams because that's pretty much what Seattle did last week was dared them. And. It worked a lot, but unfortunately, we had a couple mistakes, a couple throws. I'm sure Jimmy wishes he could have back. Um, that coupled with some uh, interesting officiating didn't help the Niners very much. <laughs> and the bad special teams. Yeah, oh, and the yeah. special teams touchdown was huge. Um, I still believe if they don't give up that touchdown on special teams, they probably go into the half up 17-0. And oh, yeah. it's a completely different game.
Yeah, one, so, one thing I know is if they didn't get that touchdown, uh, they wouldn't have lost. Exa- truly. But, I mean, I know it sounds funny, but truly. Yeah. I and, think it was a huge momentum thing in that game. Yeah, because the Niners were – the Seahawks couldn't gain a yard. Yeah. And they pulled off that play. And they still didn't for a while afterwards. It took them a long time to figure their offense out. But that extra seven points really helped Seattle in that game. 100%. But, yeah, 100%. I – I think offensively, the key with the Niners is they have is the Bengals have to at least respect the pass game enough to, get, especially without Elijah Mitchell, without Jeff Wilson, without those guys, that they've got to get that going. I think Kittle's going to have a big day. Obviously, I hope Debo plays. That's there's definitely a difference in their offense when Debo plays and doesn't play. We all know that, and it's real real big to have him out there. Defensively, I think the big thing with the Niners is get pressure on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow gets happy feet. Joe Burrow starts uh, trying to force plays when get him under pressure. He's got, I think it's 14 picks this year. You know, he's an explosive guy, but he's got a little bit of Brett Favre in him (laughs) where he will try to make a play out of nothing when he shouldn't. And the 49ers really need to take advantage of that. I think if they stop the run... And can force him to pass where their DB, where their DNs can pin their ears back and just come after him. I think that's a recipe for success against the Bengals. Are either one of you guys worried about his mobility? I mean, because he's not the most mobile guy, but he seems to have some escapability and can actually um, convert, you know, short yardage moves and you'll know, get first downs. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's always a young quarterbacks right now in general just the young quarterbacks that are coming out tend to be more 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 mobile like the game shifting right it's evolving that's why the Niners made the the move they made with Trey Lance is you're trying to stay ahead of the curve and take what you know Kyle Shanahan does great already infuse that into a young guy right and and so Joe Burrow while he's not the most like freak athlete running the football he's tough he's gritty he's almost just kind of like slippery i guess is the best way to describe it um he doesn't go down easy i mean he breaks through tackles and does things so i think it's definitely something to be concerned about but what have we seen a lot a lot better from the 40 this 49ers defense than in years past i think i think we'd all agree with this is they've done a much better job of rushing the passer and staying in lane than, than i think i've ever seen from them even in 2019 2019 it felt like they just get after it and just get get, get in their own way and someone would sneak out for a 20-yard run well i think a lot of that is getting um, Eric Armstead inside on passing downs. He's just he's a step slow for a defensive end, so he's going to struggle with mobile quarterbacks unless he plays it perfectly because he doesn't have makeup speed to catch those guys from behind. Um, he's not he's a physically gifted guy. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, for an interior guy, he's very athletic mm-hmm. because he does have the ability to be a very good defensive end. But against the running quarterbacks, he does seem to struggle a little bit. When they roll, um, I think Ebicom, um, guy they got from Houston, uh, Omenihu, um, Ebicom, Omenihu, obviously Bosa, those guys are doing a great job of keeping guys contained, of keeping even Russ last week. I know that Russ put up some yards and stuff, but they kept him contained. They kept him in the pocket. They did a good job of that. Um, I, like you said, this year I feel like they've done an exceptional job. Of keeping because they faced a lot of running quarterbacks, and really, I think Murray had one long run. 
Hmm. Right, the first time they played. Yeah, Kyler Murray's kind of a special guy compared to everyone else. But Him and Lamar Jackson, you kind of have to put in their own category. Kyler Murray's the fast, the one of the three fastest guys on the field every game he walks into. A- accurate. Yeah. So that's different. He's a Michael Vick type situation. Agreed. Yeah, yes. I think him and Lamar Jackson, it's just it's different. It's like you're standing in place. Except Kyler Murray can throw the ball. So um, can Lamar Jackson over 300 yards uh, that one game. He had like five touchdowns. It was impressive. That one time, yeah. All you have to do is one time. Ask the little Giants. Hey, it's true. It's technically true. Um, And then Arden Key also. Somebody that yeah, played. that's another name that since, I didn't Since he say. moved inside, I think that he's played very well. And the way they've been able to loop him on those TE stunts and get him outside where he can keep somebody in the pocket... Um, I was just wondering what you guys thought about that because, I mean, yeah, they've played mobile quarterbacks, and it seems like they kept Russ in the pocket pretty well. I'm just wondering if how they were going to be able to do that against Joe Burrow and if that was the game plan to keep him in the pocket or if you're not really worried about that as much, you're just trying to get up there and cause as much havoc as possible. Even though, like Alex said, he's not a 4-3, four, 4-4, four, four, or even 4-5 guy, you know, that you're scared of taking 180 to the house on yeah. you. He's, he actually is one of those guys that I feel like from watching him, both at LSU and the times I've watched him, he's, play, he's similar to Mahomes in that he makes better plays when he's running around. Mm-hmm. I think keeping him in the pocket is important. Okay. With I don't know if you feel the same way. but I know I do. And, I mean, my, my key matchup was predicated on that, right? It's disguising coverages. Well, if yeah. Joe Burrow is running around. All the disguises in the world don't matter if he's running and escaping because he's buying extra time and allowing the coverage to kind of unfold and him be able to find guys that are going downfield, doing whatever it is, and getting open uh, against the coverage that you have called. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's huge. I think you got to find a way to keep him in the pocket, whether that's you know slow rushing at times or on the outside, whether that's bringing delayed blitzes like we saw a few times last week against Seattle with K1 off the edge, or whether it's, you know, Having your best guy, your best pass rusher, Nick Bosa, coming off one side, telling him, hey, pin your ears back and go, dude, and then bringing a late blitz like a Talanoa Hufanga or a K1 Williams off the slot um, to so that way when Burrow feels like, hey, it's time to escape and get out of the pocket, oh, crap, there's someone coming from the other side. I can't do that. And now you've collapsed the pocket around him and take away those escape lanes in the middle and the interior. I think that all those things are things that D'Amico Ryans can do. Yeah. It's all about calling them at the right times, and the guy's obviously executing. 100% I agree about keeping a guy in a pocket pretty much all the time. I believe when they get outside their vision, you know, they can, they're can they able to see the field a little bit better, and plus receivers can break off routes and that sort of thing, and it becomes a different type of football. Um, so, yeah, I like when the pocket collapses around him. I like what you said about bringing the guy off the edge. Fortnite's had a lot of success with that with K1 Williams this week and preventing those escape lanes for Russell Wilson. And when they did that, um, he he looked panicked, and then those interior guys were, be able, you know, were able to get to the sacks yeah, I, I like that process. And I think that with Joe Burrow, um, you can be a little bit more aggressive than you were with Russell Wilson because he's a little less of a threat with um, his with his legs, but also with the deep ball down the field. Can he throw it? Yes. But is it as accurate as Russell Wilson? No. No, it's not. Um, but he does have big-time weapons to go to. True. But are they that much of a threat or more of a threat than you saw from DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and, and Eskridge? I think that Jamar Chase is a special player. Mm-hmm. I think Jamar, I would take Jamar Chase over DK any day of the week. Ooh, I agree with that. I, I agree with that too. That's that's going to be bold though. I like that. I, I he scares me a whole lot more than DK. Yeah, he's more of a complete wide receiver. Um, that guy is a ball player, and that brings me to this is the other matchup I was actually going to bring up. Okay, is what scares not scares me. I think they are capable ball players. Mm-hmm. But is or a matchup that's big time is Dante Johnson, Diamador Lenore, whoever's playing the opposite corner. 
is really going to have to step up and have a nice game in this game for the 49ers because Brett, unless I'm misled, Mosley's out. Yep. Yeah, he's out for several he's weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. out for the time being. So it's going to be Norman and one of those guys. Probably Dante Johnson. It's looking and like DJ. Dante Johnson is a capable player, but sometimes he gets a little grabby in coverage. Well, Josh probably isn't helping that either. <laughs> so, yeah, Josh Norman grabs everything. Now, if you, I He's know, like one of the sticky bandits. <laughs> but I really, I, I think Dante Johnson definitely. If you've been a Niners fan for a long time, you've seen him have big games and big moments. So he doesn't scare me in that. I know he's not going to be scared or he's not going to be intimidated. He's played a lot of football for a backup corner, but. Bengals have a nice receiving core. Tyler Boyd can play. D. Higgins can play. I mean, that's an interesting matchup over there. No matter who he's on. Horse, will you give a? Will you give Megan a T. Higgins? T. Higgins, like the with like exuberance and excitement, though. Why? Uh, she just every time she sees or hears T. Higgins' name, she goes T. Higgins. Yeah, actually, we've named Alex's first child is going to be T. T. Um, you T. Don't, Alexander. You actually don't own naming rights, but we can get into that. Later. No, we're definitely not going to get into the nonsense that is. That is Rob Rieger owns. He owns nothing. It's, it's going to be rights. T. So I, I agree. It's too late now. It's probably going to be T. I would tell you guys what the name is, but I don't think I can say it on. No, you definitely can't TV. say the false, made-up, fake name that you guys have somehow. Shocking. Tried to steal. <laughs> but, but anyway. Uh, anyway, I, um, I actually said that I don't think Dante Johnson is going to give up a single touchdown. That was his one. And it wouldn't shock me if he yeah. doesn't. I just think it's the matchup to keep an eye on. It, it definitely is. is. And and how they are how they play safety help, you know, with yeah. them, you know, what matchups they're willing to take, um, what matchups they're willing to play when they bring the blitz, when are they bringing the blitz? Like I think it's going to be very a uh, complicated game plan from Demico Ryan's. Um, can they confuse you know Burrow enough? If they can confuse him enough to get him off his first read. Be a lot of trouble for them, and I really think the emergence of Aziz Al Shair is going to help them tremendously. Who do you think the third linebacker is going to be? Both of you, you think it's going to be Marcel Harris? Do you think it's going to be uh Demetrius Flanagan Fowles? Is Fred already rolled out? No, no Fred's, Fred's in 100%. Oh, excuse me. So, um, you got Fred, you got Aziz for sure. Greenlaw is out. Greenlaw is still out, yes. Um, who would I go with, or who do I think they're going to go who with? Who do you think they're going to go with? Um, I think we'll see a lot of both. To be honest, I think they'll mix them up depending on the situation. I think down and distance will play a big factor. I think when we're in, you know, when it's pass downs, we'll see more Marcel Harris. I think um, run situations, you'll see more Flanagan Fowles. I could be, I mean, I could be totally wrong about this. I actually think Flanagan Fowles is a pretty, is it Fowles or Fowles? We don't know. We don't uh, know. Heard them saying fouls last They're week. saying Fowles now. I think it's become Fowles. I think it's become so, um, Just like Al Shire, it's not Al Shire. It's not Al Shire. Yeah, sorry guys if I mispronounce your names, but um, it's okay because it was one way and it went to another. Yeah, but I think that Flanagan Fowles is actually a very capable pass defender for a linebacker. Mm -hmm. But Marcel Harris, being a former safety, is the better option probably against the pass. Yeah, with personnel groupings, how much is is Cincinnati going to play a you know a, a grouping that's going to put the foreigners in base four three? And how many times are they going to run the three wide receiver set so that way they can have Boyd, Higgins, and uh, out there together. I think if, they kind of have to. If I'm them, I'm doing it over 80% of the time. Yeah. Because the, to me, when you get into the 4-3, you know, 8-in-the-box eight, eight in the box type situations, 49ers have a tremendous advantage over Oh, you know what? In those though? matchups. Oh, man, I don't know. 
I'm not. I see Horst. I was with you on this. Will, actually, will they be able to run the ball against I, the Niners? And that's that's the problem. Is because they got so many injuries in the O line also with Reef and their center and potentially their guard who's dealing with. I think it's a knee. Jonah this Williams, week. Folsom, shout out. That's true. Um, but I like I, I think uh, they may have to load up. They may have to go two tight ends. They have to get Uzama and Sample out on the field. In order I think for them if to have that success. happens, that puts the 49ers at a tremendous advantage. Agreed with you. You think that puts the Niners at an advantage because the Seahawks early on in the season. And it was kind of Arizona did it in the first half before sure. the injury. Put the 49ers in base four three sets and then took advantage of the third linebacker. But I don't think at that time Al Shair was playing nearly to the level he's playing at right now. So you think his right level's now. elevated enough to make up for it? And I think that that's the situation is they do have Marcel Harris to put in at that third backer if they start getting beat. I, I think the other thing, too, is... They could even play... Excuse me. You're good. You're they good. could even play Hufanga... Up there. But he's not that good at run fits. The best True. safety in run fits is Jaquiski Tart. Agreed. True. There. Agreed there. So I, th- I mean that's the question. I think I think the thing you have that's different right now for the 49ers is number one, Flanagan Fouls has completely elevated. The last two games that we've seen in the Flanagan Fouls is not the no, same Flanagan Falls against the Bears. Flanagan Fouls against the Bears was um an injury away from potentially getting cut and then finding another linebacker. It was it was bad. It was really bad. You know where I was leaning. Uh, I know exactly where you like were leaning. Fanzo. Um, he was playing on that kind of level. It, it was, was. A special teams player was as a fantastic special teams player. But that Bears game, he looked like a deer in headlights playing. Agreed. Like, there was place he didn't move. Agreed. Know? But he, he looked, looked great terrible. for the last two weeks and really good against Seattle. Really great against Seattle. So I think you have an elevation in play from Flanagan Fowles. I think you we've seen over the last few weeks before the injury, the concussion stuff with Marcel Harris. Him actually doing really well, whether it's run fits, whether it's pass coverage, he's improved. He's getting more comfortable there. So I think if the if the Bengals go this route, I think it kind of plays into the 49ers' favor because it's less offensive weapons for them to throw with. And I think the 49ers can get by enough this week with the injuries in the front, the Bengals, that if they decide to load up and try and run heavy with heavy formations, two tight ends, things like that, it might actually benefit the Niners a little bit more. Um, but I, I anticipate exactly what you said, Horse. Closer to like 80% of the time, them going three wide receivers and just going at Norman, going at DJ, Demo, whoever it is, right? Just attacking these guys and uh, trying to let Burrow sling a little bit. I think that's important for them to run, but I think they think if they space the Niners out a little bit, it may open up those run lanes and make running the ball a little bit easier. Another thing that we haven't brought up, and I know you guys have spoken about him on the podcast the guy that's having a great year that that position just doesn't get the love. Who on that offensive line is moving DJ Jones on run plays? Uh, um, it's not definitely not one guy. <laughs> DJ Jones a is a dog. DJ Jones has been a problem. Yeah, yeah. For a lot of teams this year, almost every team, pretty much. And last week included, DJ oh. Jones is playing right. Now. Yeah, we broke down the all twenty-two film horse. It's nasty. DJ Jones yeah. absolutely owns Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now, yeah. I don't know who their owner is, but it says on... It's co-owned, just a, co-owned, co-owned by, by DJ, DJ Jones. Jones. But I feel like DJ Jones is playing at a Pro Bowl level. I like it. I, he won't get the votes. I'm well, just... it, he won't get the votes because of the numbers. Don't. And, I mean, part of the part of the reason he's playing so well is Eric Armstead's eating double teams yeah. again. I mean, inside Eric Armstead, when they put him and Bosa on the same side, it's like pick your poison. Double Bosa or double Armstead. They've been doubling Armstead and hoping that they can chip on Bosa. And then that leaves DJ Jones the ability to, to get free. And his arm over move has been amazing this year. I mean, just absolutely wonderful. And, uh, and Givens is still 
Givens does very good when mm-hmm. he when he's not being absolutely held from behind. Uh, oh, there's God. been several plays where he's literally there grabbing yeah. like an older, you know, like a younger kid. No, but he, don't get him. Their interior of their line, I think, is going to cause the Bengals a lot of problems in the run. It's an interesting matchup, and and what we're going to talk about, like what I, what you guys were talking about earlier about the the four three. I wonder how many times the, they try to put the 49ers in base four three sets, um, and get the tight end in matchups where he can win. But also that way you get those single situations where you can run play action and then get Jamar Chase and you get um you know uh, T Higgins on Dante Johnson and those guys and Josh Norman one on one in a cover three setting Ooh. and try to influence Sequisky Tartar Jimmy Ward to go one way or the other and then take your shot Higgins with the height um, Chase with the ability to get off um, it should be interesting I, I think I think they they have advantages in on offense in both departments because the 49ers are missing Mosley and you know like a Jason Verrett. Um, it's going to come down to safety play this week. I really, I really think so for the 49ers. So yeah. interesting matchups. You know, maybe come out in a wing T type situation. That would throw them off for sure. Yeah, you know, buck sweep waggle all day. Yeah, nope, I mean it would that. it would throw them off for sure at first. You wouldn't uh, see it coming. No, um, and if they were able to execute at a high level, I'd be be worried. Um, but the Spitch. yeah, the 49ers also. Uh, I'm curious how many times they run uh, counters, you know, and and gap plays. Because you know it looked like Seattle was really flowing at full speed out with the with the 49ers motion with the 49ers running backs reading Kyle Yuschek and any time that there was any sort of a motion where they were going back towards each other where Yuschek's going one way Kittle's going the other way um they completely froze and just waited and anytime you can get someone to wait maybe there's an advantage somewhere but it worked out for Seattle in this case they basically played it like it was a play action and that's how they stopped George Kittle on the little reverse counter play um so I, I'm curious how many times they go to that. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Kyle kind of schemes his way around this, um, and maybe utilizing use check as a decoy this week early in games, getting him flowing one way, getting the linebackers going, and then countering back the other direction. Yeah, I think so. But I'll be honest, I, I think they should throw on early downs. I think they should come Agreed. out and establish the pass Agreed. and have the run come away from that, but we'll see if they do that. I think that's the only way you get that you know box of bangles to kind of loosen up a little bit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Take the box of Bengals ant and uh, make them spread out a little bit. Right. Don't cram in that box. Yeah. Dump the box out. Yeah. D- dump it out and let it be empty and let us easily run the football. That would be all, wonderful. That'd be great. Yeah. If they could do that for us, it'd be great. It would be absolutely great. Cutback crew. We hope you enjoyed this game preview show. All of the lock it up picks, the key matchups, the fun discussion, the band being back together again, and the prodigal son returning. Always a blast uh, having having everyone here and. Getting back into the swing of things, getting back into the groove, Ant. Forced, always just love you. Look at you over there. Even though you, you make me laugh and get me off topic way more often than I'd like to be. Uh, it's always a good time. <laughs> Anything to say? Nothing. It's just good to be back. Good to see everyone. Well, I can't see you, but good for you to see me. <laughs> um, good to be back on the show. Nice. Always. Back. Yeah, good times. Um, and, and what a way to get our Friday frenzy to the middle of the day. Um, because now the Friday frenzy has come um, to the middle. Now we have what's good with Jay and the Bay left. And you have Know Your Opponent. If you happen to miss the Madden simulation, go back and watch that. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss. Um, it's an exciting time. So the Friday frenzy is in full full motion. We're excited about it. And while you're thinking about that, hop over to Patreon if you want some bonus content. We have more content there than any other 49ers content creator that there is. Head over there and check it out if you want. If you don't, 
plenty of free stuff here as well. Uh, tons, tons of free things right here on Facebook. I like free stuff. Facebook, YouTube. I mean, everyone yeah. loves everyone loves free people stuff. And people. You don't even have to hit the subscribe button to get all the access to the free stuff, but it's a whole heck of a lot easier and helps us out a huge bunch if you hit that subscribe button and that like button as well and that notification bell. That way you're notified so you don't miss incredible endings to the Madden simulation to start off your Friday frenzy. You don't miss these game preview shows. You don't miss when we go live. You don't miss any of the content. Um, and yeah, there's there's tons. You you cannot find another 49ers channel that puts out as much Patreon additional content than this one right here. That is a Garen darn T from Madden gameplays to Madden playthroughs. I mean, there's there's everything. 49ers big cut yikes. back in time. Big yikes. Uh, film breakdown. I mean, <coughs> all of it. Yeah, all of it. You can't go wrong here on the 49ers cutback. We cannot appreciate and thank you enough for all the support that we have been getting. And we'll see you on the next one. And until then, stay safe. Remember the right way. As always, the 49ers way.